Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Just how healthy was Giannis for game one? Why one playmaker wants out of New England. Playmaker here in quotes. Plus, Aaron Rodgers comes up clutch against Tom Brady. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. First, the good news for Milwaukee Bucks fans. Two-time MVP star Giannis Antetokounmpo cleared to go for game one of the finals. And that was mostly the only thing that went right for the Bucs in game one. They fall to the Phoenix Suns 118-105 behind a stellar performance from Chris Paul, who put in 32 points. Devin Booker added 27. DeAndre Ayton with the monster 22 and 19. Joining me now from Locked On Bucks, Frank Madden. And Frank, Coach Mike Budenholzer is, is always taking abuse for the things he didn't do. Why aren't you switching more? Why aren't you playing drop more when the switches get torched? He tried them both. They had no answers. So what is the answer if there is one for the Bucs in this matchup? Well, I I think we saw in the fourth quarter, they go Giannis at the five and kind of the smaller lineup. You know, I think we saw that last series as well. I think that's a look that probably is the most versatile thing that they can throw throw out there. Um, But, you know, I think, again, you're going to have to do everything at different points. Um, You know, I think Chris Paul and and Aiton and and Booker, they provide another level challenge versus what the Bucs saw last series. Uh, But we saw it against the Hawks as well. You know, there was no single solution that, that, you know, they were able to just rely on the entire series. And so you're going to have to at times drop. You're going to have to at times switch, even potentially with bigs. And, you know, then you're definitely going to have to rely on, I think, that smaller lineup with Giannis at the center. Uh, and switch with with that group as well, but you know you just have to you have to do much better than I think we saw from them tonight. You know they just I don't think showed the the discipline um, needed to 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 really be able to execute and and to you know be able to make life tough enough for the likes of Chris Paul in particular because um, certainly it was a, a vintage game from him and um, you know DeAndre Ayton got loose a number of times on rolls just just I think a lot of stuff they can clean up still. Uh, Suns got out in transition to the tune of twenty points as well, so. I think, uh, you know, Mike Boone probably didn't want to have as, as much to look at on film <laughs> as he's going to have. Um, but defensively, certainly they've got a lot that they can tighten up and they're going to have to continue to throw different looks at Chris Paul and company. And But, you know, again, certainly getting Giannis through that game and seeing Giannis look physically, uh, maybe not 100%, but but looking certainly much better than I expected. That That's obviously the big positive that they can still take away from this. The other part of this uh, that that was a big point of discussion, at least on Bucks Twitter, from what I saw, was the free throw disparity. Uh, the Suns they shoot twenty five of twenty six, and and Jeff Van Gundy joked on the broadcast that the Bucks free throw defense had let them down in this game. You don't expect a team to shoot twenty five of twenty six, obviously, but this was a huge advantage for the Suns all game. The Bucks. You know, they felt like they were not getting some calls during the games. Bucks fans certainly felt like that. How big a factor was that in this game? Yeah, I mean, certainly if you look at the box score, right? I mean, the teams were very close in, in, in most dimensions, whether you look at paint points, total number of field goals and attempts, 
Um, Bucks with the advantage from three-point range, which has not happened very much in, in the playoffs, the way the Bucks have shot the ball. But really, as you said, the free throw disparity was the big story. Giannis got to the line a bunch sort of in the fourth quarter when they were trailing by a fair bit. But, but certainly, um, you know, they end up plus 10 in terms of attempts for the Suns. Um, you know, that's not why I think, you know, the, the referees were not why the Suns won this game. But I certainly think, you know, when they look at the film, I'm sure, um, you know, there were a number of plays where, you know, the Bucks will probably feel like the Suns got got bailed out from from some pretty good defense the Bucks were playing. And likewise, on the other side, um, you know, the whistle might have gotten swallowed a, a number of times when the Bucks were, were trying to be aggressive around the basket. But, um, you know, end of the day, uh, I, don't, I don't think the Bucks are going to dwell on it uh, too much. And, uh, you know, certainly the Bucks have been uh, a great team throughout the Budenholzer era among the best in the league every year in terms of not fouling. And, you know, they just have to be more disciplined. Right. And I think we saw the fouling was, uh, I think, an, just an example of the lack of discipline, whether it was Aiton rolling down the middle, you know, Aiton had made a free throw one. He had one game where he made a free throw in the last seven games tonight. He's six out of six. So he has not been a guy that's been getting the line much, but, you know, they really gashed them down the middle a number of times and had to foul DeAndre Aiton. Um, Devin Booker did a, you know, a good job just, you know, suckering the Bucks, the Bucks into fouling. And obviously, you know, CP3 is going to do his CP3 things at times to draw fouls at well, so, as well. So um, certainly just a lot. I think the Bucks need to clean up. And I think the fouls were sort of indicative of, of some of the general sloppiness that they had defensively. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, why one playmaker wants out of New England. That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. A year ago, the NBA Finals were in a bubble, a bubble where the Phoenix Suns looked great. Locked on Suns host Brendan Clean was in the middle of all the action this year. Game one win for the Phoenix Suns. I'm yelling, as you can hear, the crowd is enjoying a home victory in game one of the NBA Finals. First time in 28 years the Suns take care of business. Chris Paul with a near double-double 30-point game in his first ever NBA Finals game. Devin Booker excellent as well. The Suns just have a solution for every single thing that the Bucks throw at them defensively. Giannis Antetokounmpo does play surprisingly in this game uh, but not able to give it a full go in minutes and not his usual self as a scorer so the Suns don't have a ton offensively from Milwaukee to compete with and they're able to get it done a double digit win in this game one and we head back to Phoenix Thursday for game two as the Suns look to continue this miracle run to a potential NBA championship for more on the Suns listen to Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts Band sprinter Shikari Richardson was not on the Olympic roster released Tuesday by USA Track and Field, a decision that means the Americans' positive test for marijuana will cost her a chance at running on the relay team in Tokyo, in addition to her spot in the 100-meter individual race. Richardson's positive test nullified her win at Olympic trials in Eugene, Oregon last month and the spot that went with it in Tokyo in the 100. Her 30-day suspension will end before the start of the relays on August 5th, which left open the possibility she could win a medal as part of the 4x100 team. The new name and likeness law has opened up a whole new door for recruiting college athletes and one Miami gym owner is taking full advantage. Dan Lambert, the owner of American Top Team and a longtime Miami football fan, has offered each scholarship player on the Miami football team a monthly payment of $500 this year 
to advertise his gyms on social media. Lambert's offer to the Hurricanes, which could add up to as much as $540,000 this year, is the largest reported sum for a college sports endorsement deal since new state laws and NCAA rules opened the doors for players to make money last week. The Milwaukee Brewers acquired first baseman Rowdy Tellez from the Toronto Blue Jays on Tuesday in exchange for right-handed pitchers Trevor Richards and Bowden Francis. Tellez, who bats left-handed, is hitting 209 with four home runs and eight RBI in 50 games for the Blue Jays at the Major League level this season. The 26-year-old is currently in AAA and hitting 298 with four home runs and 11 RBI in Trenton. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for this month on betonline.ag at the Olympics. In 2016, the U.S. earned 46 gold medals at the Summer Games heading into the 2021 Summer Games. The betonline.ag line for the U.S. gold medal count is over under 42 and a half. China has the second highest total for gold medals. Their betonline.ag line sets the over under at 35 and a half. And our neighbors to the north, Canada, gold medals over under Four and a half for all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB, and golf odds. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a fifty percent welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. Tom Brady is on TV playing golf after winning his Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and now we get reports as if things for Patriots fans couldn't get more frustrating. Uh, Nikhil Harry, former first-round pick, who has not lived up to that draft status, reportedly wants out of New England. Joining me now from Locked On Patriots, Mike DeBate. And Mike, the thing that's interesting about this to me is not so much Nikhil Harry or his situation, but more about the current status of the Patriots. This does not seem like something in normal circumstances that we would hear about. This is not something that would have happened in the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick era. Is this to you a signal of some sort of sea change in Patriots culture? I don't necessarily know if it's a sea change in culture, Peter. I think that a lot of people may believe that. And I do agree with you. It's against the grain when it comes to the typical order of operation that you normally see with a Bill Belichick led uh, squadron, even one, you know, under Tom Brady, those types of things did not happen typically, but you know, Nikhil's agent put the, uh, the word out there. Uh, there had been word that the Patriots were maybe looking around at trade partners that Nikhil may not have been happy for quite a while. This just looked like a bad fit from the beginning. And I was actually one of the very few that was on board with Nikhil's pick uh, when they made that back in 2018. I looked at his situation. I looked at him coming in to the Patriots, uh, what he was going to be able to bring to the table, uh, the ability to go up, make contested catches, be a big-bodied type receiver that they hadn't had in quite some time. Uh, But Nikhil never quite lived up to the expectation. Now, some of that is on the way he was used, but some of that is on Nikhil as well. having difficulty finding separation, uh, going up, trying to make a living on contested catches, jump balls, not exactly the way you want your number one wide receiver to behave. So in a lot of ways, I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on the Belichick-Brady era or the end of an era. I think it's just a bad fit at this point. And 
probably Nikhil Harry trying to um, make the best of the situation and try to hook on with the team before training camp starts. I think that's why you're seeing the timing that you're seeing. Whether or not it works to his advantage is really anybody's guess at this point. Yeah, and and it's even hard to gauge his his trade value, right? Because he is a former first round pick. He is he is someone who uh, you know had some fans in the draft. There could be a team out there that says. Hey, look, we're going to bank on the talent. He doesn't want to be there. So let's go and get this guy. What do you think it would take to get him? As you said, if the, if the Patriots were already looking at trades, it's not someone that they seem to, to value highly here. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a situation where they're looking to cut their losses and maybe try to recoup as much as they possibly can for Nikhil. That being said, I mean, you know, I'm reading a lot of Patriots Twitter and saying, oh, you know, if you get a bag of footballs for him, they're overpaying for him. And Nikhil Harry, like you said, is a former first-round pick. There is some college pedigree there. I think that shouldn't be lost in the sea of negative press as he leaves New England. His final season with Arizona State, he had 73 receptions, 1,088 yards, nine touchdowns. This is a guy that can find the end zone. He can definitely do what it takes to be a, a serviceable receiver in this league. Now, is he going to be a clear-cut number one on a team? Probably not. I think you're seeing that Nikhil Harry is more of a niche-wide receiver than someone that's going to come in and be able to be a jack-of-all-trades. But ultimately, you're right. There are teams that might be interested, uh, maybe a reunion in Arizona, going back to where he played uh, his college ball at Arizona State. Uh, Houston Texans, I'm sure, will kick the tires on him as well with the relationship with Nick Casario. Uh, then there's also uh, the possibility that you might see the Washington football team uh, throw their hat into the ring. Apparently, they had some interest and were gauging uh, the Nikhil Harry trade market. So those are the three teams right now that I would be looking at. But ultimately, I do think a team will uh, try to pry him away and maybe get him in, try to get his services, not want to get into a bidding war when it comes to a, a free agency situation if he were to be cut. So ideally, I think the Patriots would jump at the chance to get a fifth rounder. I think a conditional sixth or seventh might be an option here as well. I've heard some people say, as high as a fourth or even a third. I think that might be a little pie in the sky, but if someone really sees what they like in Nikhil Harry, don't be a bit surprised. I just don't think that type of draft capital is going to be what uh, the Patriots get in return for Nikhil services. Was the Brady versus Rogers gimmick on the wrong day? Or is this just the wrong thing? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Right now, they have a limited time flavor that you are going to want to jump on because the grasshopper cookie flavor is my new favorite. It was my old favorite flavor was the coconut brownie. That was a limited time flavor. These things sell out and then they're gone and you don't know when they're coming back and you just got to sort of hope they do. It's got a creamy center, that marshmallowy kind of fluffy, delicious center, but it's got the mint and the chocolate on the outside. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. I know I'm focused on the on the grasshopper cookie, but that's because it's so good. I could go for one right now, honestly. We wolfed them when we got them in, in the mail. My wife and I just took them apart. Go to built.com, new website, built.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Aaron Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady in the clutch. Okay, they weren't playing football. They were playing golf. Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau in the latest iteration of the match took down Phil Mickelson 
and Tom Brady, three and two. Joining me now from Locked On Bets and Locked On Raiders, it's your boy Q. And Q, these match exhibitions are meant to bring in crossover fans. You want the football fans, you want sports fans to be watching this. How much do these kinds of things rate for you? And how much do you think they rate for fans? You know, that's a good question. I, I think that for fans, for NFL fans, they might rate a little bit better than they do for me. For me, they rated really well when the pandemic was going on, when there were no sports, and it was like the first event that was coming back. But now that, I mean, the NBA Finals were on, I mean, there's all kind of different sporting events going on. For me, it's not really, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not going to lie to you. I only watched a couple little seconds of the of the match, and really it was just hearing Aaron Rodgers talk about, well, maybe we'll see, you know, really avoiding the question <laughs> on if he's going to be the Green Bay Packers quarterback in 2021, which I fully believe. He will be. Yeah, particularly apropos, uh, given that I that I cover the Packers, of course. Is there a way you think we could make these things a little bit more fun? I mean, we had you on a couple weeks ago when we had, you know, the the Paul fight and this was going to be this this gimmick. Is there a way to make these gimmicks more appealing to you, do you think? Um, I think that they're more appealing, like I said, when there's not a lot going on, you know, and yeah. I know that the whole country is not locked in on the Suns and the Bucks, but that was the, the, How the, dare the, they? the, that was the one that did it for me, you know, on, on, uh, on, on Tuesday. All right. I'm just, I, I just like, no, I, I don't, I don't want to watch this match. Now, if it was a Saturday and there was no sports going on, then maybe I'd check it out. But for me, I'll just, I could find something else to talk about. July would normally be a great time for it, but we had this weird NBA season where the finals are in July and otherwise right. it would just be, you know, a baseball game that you're almost certainly not going to watch would be on it. I wonder though, if like these are just the wrong people to have had in it, like well, Tiger and Phil, that was yeah. the right duo. And then even when you had like Steph Curry, I watched just to see Steph Curry play because I, was so excited. I heard, oh, oh, Steph Curry is this great golfer. I want to watch Steph. And I don't know, like Aaron Rodgers obviously is a draw, especially this. This was a great summer to get Aaron Rodgers. Right. But like we saw Tom Brady do this. Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning. That was great. I don't know. This just didn't have the same juice for me. I, th I feel like you could do it if you had the right guys. This is just not the right group. I think I'm more interested in hearing about the dialogue between the, you know, between the right. stars that are there. I, I'm, I'm more interested to hear the conversation. I was more interested on in hearing uh, Tom Brady talk about, you know, he's uh, <laughs> he's not happy with his bosses. He is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, stuff like that. That was funny. You know, stuff like that is good. But I, I just it, it didn't do a whole lot for me. Maybe if you had a couple guys out there that were talking a little bit of trash. But then again, I mean, it's golf. And so I, I it's it's just a tough pill to swallow. If it's the right timing. Great. But I don't think it was the right timing because, again, there was so many other things going on that I could focus in on that were not golf-related and not the match-related. And finally, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, announced on Tuesday that rookie cornerback Cameron Kinley had been granted his request to play in the NFL for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Austin announced in a statement that he approved the plan by the Department of the Navy to enlist Kinley in the inactive ready reserve for the duration of his football career. The news comes after Kinley's request to delay his Navy commission to play in the NFL had initially been denied. Under different circumstances, I might have some sort of joke or snarky comment here. That's just really cool, and I'm really happy for him. Now that you got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Coming up Thursday, 
What do the Bucks need to do to rebound after their Game 1 loss? And what counters will the Suns have ready? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.